This is The Last Coffee House, and this is the 100th episode. Wow, it's been going. And while we've just got a few thousand downloads, that's a seriously big deal for me. <laughs> I just do this on the side. It's something I don't advertise. I know nothing about social media, so... I just really appreciate the ability to be able to talk to some people out there. In this one, I just kind of wanted to run through some of the macro ideas that I have related to who we are, what we should do, what the big areas of inquiry should be, and how we should function going forward. So the first category that I want to talk about is, uh, is what we know. <laughs> and I have in my notes, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> That's what this category is about, is that we know nothing and we need to be extremely suspicious of any kind of conclusions that we're trying to draw. Questions that we have, most of the questions that we're going to talk about that are going to be of any significance are going to be extremely complex. And this is something we talked about when we went into labbing, when we lab anything, when I talk about an article or an argument. It's really important to recognize that the complexity of the things that we're talking about is not going to be reflected in our ability to articulate those problems. So there's always going to be a gigantic gap. <laughs> I only have some strings of words with a limited window of short-term memory and a limited well of long-term memory and information that I get to pull from. And anybody listening is going to have a whole different set of all of those things that are going to impact the way that we're trying to get across some complex idea. So anything that's even remotely complex, we have to be extremely suspicious of our ability to actually find a right answer. So related to that is how most of what we do, most of the human human vocation is rationalizing things that we intuitively decided to do. It's not thinking through problems objectively and determining the right solution, it's just rationalization on top of rationalization on top of rationalization. And this is explored in all sorts of, I mean, just recent books that I've read, and none of these are perfect of course, because things are really complex. We don't know a whole lot about human psychology just in general. Like I think Paul Bloom said that psychology is still pre-Copernican, we're still trying to get there. Some books that talked about predictably irrational was talking about this, thinking fast and slow, the righteous mind, they all discuss how most of what we do is rationalize, and I think they're even too charitable when it comes to the way humans think about things and our ability to know that we're actually thinking about them and in an objective way, or at least a reasonably objective way to try to determine a correct answer instead of just rationalize an answer we already decided and thinking of the reasons for it after the fact. So I think primarily that's the thing that we do on the back of that is that we are self-interest machines that's the best we know about how we evolved as the handsome primate i'm calling us the handsome primate <laughs> of course it's a subjective standard but still and i mean handsome in a gender neutral way uh, so i don't i don't mean to cut out our female primates but we are self-interest machines that's how we developed and we've got internally competing interests that go into that self-interest so most of the time in most situations we have to think that we're going to be in Inclined to self-interest over anything else. Primarily, the way that we're going to function is as self-interest machines. We're going to be looking for that interest. Therefore, anything, especially a proposition, that happens to benefit us personally, we should be most suspicious of. That's where you really have to buckle down and try to figure out, okay, let me steel man the opposing side to see if this thing that happens to benefit me is actually correct. And then you have to work through all the rationalization foliage <laughs> to be able to get to some kind of a reasonable answer to that. So that's a serious impediment to our ability to be able to communicate with one another, to work with one another, and most importantly, to find the correct answers to big questions, even as small questions in a lot 
of cases. We have a sponsor. The sponsor for this episode is Pepsi. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi, the ultimate acceptable alternative soft drink. Pepsi, at least it's not RC Cola or some store brand nonsense. So go out and buy a Pepsi. Thank you. Back to the show. Okay, beyond that, I think that mimetics is going to be a kind of a big area to really try to quantify the way that ideas pass between people. It might, with the advancement of artificial intelligence that might, and AGI in general, that might kind of strip the need <laughs> to be able to really understand the way people think and the way that ideas are transferred because artificial intelligence is going to transfer ideas in different ways. I mean, you could still, there might be a certain idea of mimetics. It's just in a, you know, in a binary. I know people are trying to make, is, it, is that the difference? It's like digital versus, I don't, I can't remember the terminology on this, but a more complex kind of a, an understanding rather than binary, it's something more complex. So it's more akin to an organic method of determining the answers to problems. So there's more adaptation and variability. It's not as rigid, but anyway, mimetics. So for purposes of us, I really think the, the transfer, the study of the transfer of ideas between people. So how they are received, how they evolve, what kind of filters, are used, how they change once they land on one person versus a different person or through one medium versus a different medium, the kind of unit that we would use to say that this is a meme. And I, of course, like I said before, I'm not using this in the sense of the, the popularized sense of just the funny little picture with some, <laughs> some words on it, which I, I mean, I love those absolutely. But I mean this in the sense of a sober discipline of trying to understand the way ideas transfer from one person to another, how they're changed. What are the propositions that go with that that particular idea what are the parts of it you know what's the smallest dna analog that you could have that would relate to an idea as it transfers between people and it evolves what changes how does it mutate i think that's a next great leap in understanding to be able to determine how we function and how something like an artificial intelligence would function and speaking of artificial intelligence i was just listening to sam harris podcast he was talking about he was talking to several authors about a compilation of writings about ai sam obviously he has been especially recently he has been one of the major and i don't mean this pejoratively but the alarmists <laughs> when it comes to artificial intelligence and it coming down the pike and what kind of dangers it's going to pose to all the humans of the earth and I am pretty much with him there for sure this is something that we don't have the capacity because of our serious limitations you know seven plus or minus two we don't have the capacity to understand exactly how any of this stuff is going to work I just think it, it tends to just like most of the things that we talk about tends to get broken up into a binary where they just slice down the middle and say okay you're worried about it versus you're not worried about it and obviously it's extremely complex the way that artificial intelligence is especially artificial general intelligence is going to function long term and interact with human beings and the ideas of human beings and the structures of human beings not only that but other other organic materials and organic life it's really complex and not only that but how agi is going to interact with other agi and whether there could be something like a because like i said even biologically internally we still have competing interests that go on internally when it comes to our genes. So why wouldn't, you know, an AGI have similar similar competing interests internally or against other differently abled <laughs> AGI that, that develops one way or another? You know, there are different partitions that could take place. It's not the same kind of a, because we're a meat sack, so it makes it a little easy to say, okay, well, I have my interests and you have your interests, but who knows? Because one way you could look at it is that, okay, they're going to be way smarter than us, so they're going to know the better answers to the big questions. And that's absolutely true, but still, <laughs> 
if the better answer is uh, inimical to our interests, then we generally would just like to set that aside and say, okay, well, we know that's the answer. You know, it'd be better if we were wiped out or something like that. But we're just going to go ahead and ignore that because uh, it doesn't really matter anyway. So we're just going to kind of support our happiness and health and, and leave it there. But we could, and I could certainly see this, we could just be a baton holder and we're racing up behind AGI and we're going to pass off the baton and that'll be that. And then we just get to be like so many other organisms who had to <laughs> survive our proliferation and we just have to sit in the background and hope we're not the anthill that gets stepped on. This episode is brought to you by carbon. Carbon is the fourth most abundant element in the known universe and is much more useful than helium. Carbon is a chemical element with symbol C and atomic number six. It is non-metallic and tetravalent, making four electrons available to form covalent chemical bonds. Very useful. I personally use carbon in a number of my compounds and can personally recommend it. All right, thank you, Carbon, for the sponsorship. Back to the show. The reality is, is that artificial intelligence is is coming and it's certainly going to be more capable. I don't know how much we're losing <laughs> when it comes to humanity in general. I don't know how much we're losing with all the limitations that we have. As far as uh, I'm concerned, you know, I'd, I'd love to do some traveling and, and read a couple of books and, and enjoy kind of the rest of this whole thing, uh, write it out and see how it goes. So I'd like to avoid being exterminated by some kind of an AGI. But if that's our role, if that's the role that makes sense to hand off the baton, I can I can choke it down. But it's a really fascinating question. They were talking about different things like the way that intelligence works and how there could be reducible, you know, what comes to our intelligence and applying it to different problems could be reducible to just a handful of processes that are just useful all over the place. There are a lot of really fascinating questions. What fascinates me is how internally the AGI is going to function like within itself and relative to other artificial intelligence. But I'm sure this is more of a question for somebody who has serious technical expertise when it comes to this kind of an issue, not somebody who's just a, a lay person who likes to read <laughs> literature and, and some nonfiction and, and practice law. It's not for that sort of a person to figure out the right answers to the AI questions. But it is concerning. It certainly is concerning. It's likely to happen pretty soon, especially because people are such dopey, egocentric idiots that they most certainly, there's there are going to be a large handful of people who are working on this kind of a question where it's it's not about doing this responsibly. It's about doing this for aggrandizement personally or being the one who did it as opposed to trying to figure out the answers to, you know, the life's biggest problems or human's biggest problems or whether we should be handing off the baton. So I just I certainly don't trust our the handsome primate meat sack to have the capacity to figure all these things out, even the smartest of us or to have all the the properly non-rationalized inclinations and motivations to do all these things. But anyway, so that's number 100. That's the 100th episode. Oh my. And I greatly appreciate anybody who's listening. You can follow me on Twitter. I just, I post stupid things on there. Just the occasional nonsense advice. <laughs> that's pretty much all I, I post on Twitter. But uh, you could always talk to me there. My Twitter's at, at John Shade Reads. You can also follow my my reading list. I have, a, I have my reading list on Goodreads that you can follow if you want to. Also John Shade Reads. So thank you very much. Hope all is well. That's 100. And we'll all see you on the next one. All right, bye.